All right, Kelly Robinson, good morning and welcome, everybody. This is the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour, and we are proud to have you as a listener this morning, and I am proud to have you as my friend. I hope that you will uh, stay with us all of this hour. We'll be here uh, as we are from uh, every week, uh, just a little after 11 until just a little before 12. I would be very grateful for a uh, a call. Calls are always welcomed, and uh, this... Uh, time of year especially. I don't have a lot I want to talk about. In fact, kind of got up very, very under the influence of vertigo and a migraine this morning. And so the less I have to originally think of and the more I can answer garden questions, I told my wife as she drove me to my office where I broadcast, I hope people will call because uh, I just uh, <laughs> sometimes when I do my program, it uh, kind of propels me out of the issues of vertigo and into feeling a whole lot better. And I'm hoping today will be one of those days. Let me give you the phone number so that you can give us a call. It's 888-256-1080, 888-256-1080. And uh, I think part of it's heat-related. Gee, you think? It's six years of this now, and um started June twenty. Uh, in June of uh, 2016, and it has been relentless, but mainly in the summers, especially. And so I'm beginning to think. I see a trend. Jared Taylor is running the boards and answering the phones for me, and he will be the first voice you'll hear. Jared will screen your call and make sure that you know you're talking to a garden program, and then we'll be ready to go on the air with you and talk about the plants at your place. I do urban horticulture. That would be lawns and landscapes, fruit, flower, and vegetable gardening, house plants, anything of that sort. So please give us a call, 888-256-1080. A broadcast from Amarillo to Corpus Christi and uh, Victoria, uh, from Alpine to Crockett. I think that's a wide enough swath in the state of Texas, don't you? I think that probably encompasses about 95, 98% of the population of the state of Texas in one form or another. And I love doing this program because it, it causes me to think about all of my friends, all of my relatives, not relatives, all of my neighbors in the state of Texas. Uh, maybe a few of my relatives listen, but mainly my neighbors uh, in this great state. So give us a call. Let me know how I can help you. 888-256-1080. Uh, I will tell you that I had a photograph sent to me said, what is wrong with my lawn? And that lawn was St. Augustine, and that lawn was chewed up by uh, chinch bugs. had annihilated that poor lawn. I'm not sure there's anything left to come back. Oh, goodness gracious, I wish that the question had been asked about two weeks earlier because that lawn was completely browned. So if you have St. Augustine, that is the most common problem that's out there right now. I have all of the St. Augustine uh, problems uh, identified and photographed on my website so you don't have to call to describe something. It looks kind of brown, kind of gray, kind of dead, kind of live. Uh, those questions don't they're hard to identify, but when you see the photographs, it'll be much easier for you to identify. My website is neilsperry.com, and it's right there on St. Augustine Diagnostics on the home page. I'm going to leave that on there for a while because I get so many questions about St. Augustine, and I just wanted to uh, uh, maybe leave the program for other things because those take 10 or 15 minutes and don't go anywhere. And you can find out a lot more quickly by going to the website. Um, 
That's what we need to do. It's middle of uh, July, so that means that it's time to plant peppers. And uh, soon it will be time to plant a big batch of your vegetables for the fall garden. I'm talking about most of Texas, not so much in the Rio Grande Valley and, and deep south Texas, Corpus Christi, Victoria. But for the rest of my stations, uh, it's time, it soon will be time to plant. Uh, and, and for, let me, bear with me, pay attention, please. Wake up, pay attention to what I'm about to say. What I'm about to give you is a list that would apply in two weeks in most of Texas, would apply right now in the panhandle. These are vegetables that for most of Texas would be planted about 1st of August, but would be planted now in the colder parts of north, north Texas. And that would be beans and corn, and I do bush beans, corn, cucumber, squash, and we're talking about summer squash, uh, the, the more quickly maturing types, um, things of that sort, the, the very quick and, and popular crops. Uh, what am I leaving out? Irish potatoes, if you have any, um, uh, any potatoes left over from your spring crops. And um, I feel like I'm leaving out one or two that uh, need to be planted. If you have hot weather going on, you probably do, then okra could probably still be tried now, planted now. But in most of Texas right now, peppers would be planted, uh, ornamental or edible peppers, I might add. A little late to plant tomatoes, except in Victoria and Corpus Christi. I'm calling out the stations that are carrying my program. Um, that's enough. I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, fall Annual flowers would be planted about the 1st of August to the middle of August, and that would include things like marigolds and zinnias, celosias, and other things. Uh, be sure you buy acclimated plants that have been grown out in the sun that are uh, toughened up and ready to go into the, into the sun. All right, we have a couple of calls ready now, and I'll go to those in just a moment, but I'm going to do my first break and get that behind me so I don't get myself behind. Uh, the uh, phone number again, if you'd like to call, we have two open lines, 888 888- Two five six ten eighty for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. My book is Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, and I have it on sale. It's a summer special that I've never done before. We've never had inflation like we're having right now, not in my professional lifetime, not when I've had a product out there to sell to you. And I just decide, you know, the best thing I can do is pitch in and help, help America, help Texas. And so I'm just going to leave the book at that low price of $32.95. Uh, you're going to look at this book when you get it, and you're going to say, that is a bargain. Thank you, Neil, for uh, bringing it down to that price. I'll do it as long as I have fifth printing books available to you. And uh, this is a book with 344 pages. It was printed on high-quality paper, 840 full-color photographs, my photographs, and uh, it is a hardback. Everything about this book is done in the interest of quality. Carolyn Skye was my editor, and Cindy Smith, my graphic designer, and they're all about quality. The book has 11 chapters. Chapter 1 is The Basics of Gardening in Texas, Everything You Need to Know to Get Started. It applies to all 10 following chapters. Chapter 2 is a calendar, a 48-page calendar, four pages per month that tell you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and protect all the plants you're trying to grow. Chapters 3 through 11 cover trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. Each of those chapters took more than a month to write. Each of those chapters has incredible detail and photos. 
And I sign every copy as it sells, and I take them personally to the post office Tuesday mornings. And so it comes directly from my signing table at our home directly to your mailbox through the post office. Satisfaction is completely guaranteed, or I'll refund every penny you spend. I've never had a request for a refund. And uh, I need to tell you also that the book is not in stores and not on, on Amazon. The two places you can get it are my website and by calling my office Monday through Friday. The office phone number, to get that out of the way, is 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. But the better way is to order it right now at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Homegrown goodness, that's what Mueller is all about. They've been producing quality steel buildings and metal roofing right here in Texas for 90 years. Well, now you can grow a Mueller greenhouse right in your own backyard. And you can uh, have one that's exactly the size you want, from 6x9 to 12x21. They feature a galvanized steel frame with more than 30 designer trim colors from which to choose. With hail-resistant polycarbonate panels, lockable walk doors and windows, a Mueller greenhouse will let the sun shine in while it protects your plants year-round. Please don't let the weather ruin what you've worked so hard to produce. Get yourself a great greenhouse from a Texas-grown company. I might add a great Texas-grown company. Visit Mueller online. That's M-U-E-L-L-E-R. MuellerInc.com or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. 877-268-3553. MuellerInc.com. Dot com. Mueller means greenhouses. More after this message. Thank you, Kelly, very, very much. Let's go to uh, Dana, Dana in College Station. I know people by both names, and uh, this is uh, Neil. How can I help you this morning? Uh, so I live in College Station, about a mile away from the Brazos River, up Highway 60. I think that's kind of your old stopping grounds from what I yes. hear. Yes, it is. Um, okay, so I planted last fall four bald cypress. Two of them came up this spring doing fabulous. And then I have two that only have green branching uh, in the first foot of growth. And... Um, I just need to know if I need to call those a total loss, or can I let them start just continuing with that one foot of branching from the bottom? All right. So what you're saying is they're uh, they're they're green a foot up and then dead from that point all on. Yes, sir. Yes, all right. Sir. If you were to cut all of the dead wood out, are they offering to send new trunks up around it? Yes. All right. Select well, not one. New, not new. Not. Excuse me, not new trunks, but growth off of that single one trunk. Right, but there are new branches coming, and would any of those new yes. branches, it's, would any branch that is being formed, um, what, what we're looking for, do you say Dana or Dana? Dana. Dana, okay. Our son worked at CNN for a while with Dana Bash, and that's why I, I, I asked. Um, okay. 
Dana, if you if you look at the our goal is to have one of those branches be as straight up as possible. In other words, it has a very small deviation from vertical away from the original trunk. Probably they don't yet, um, and and so you're going to have a crook in the in the trunk if you use one of those, which isn't the end of the world because as the trunk grows larger, as the tree gets bigger and bigger, it will absorb that crook and it won't be noticeable eventually. But okay. I, I can't see how how bad they are now. And if it goes, if all of the branches go out nine inches before they start ascending, then that's going to look kind of bizarre for a while. But you only want one of those to become the new trunk. You must remove all the rest of them. What I would do is I would select the one that is the most vertical uh, with the smallest angle away from the the original uh, uh, trunk and and remove the rest and and leave it for maybe into next season and, and make your decision at that point. If you say, well, that okay. still looks weird, then then get another tree. If at that point you say, well, it doesn't look so bad. It's doing pretty well. The The advantage you have is that you only have that one shoot at that point that it's pushing all that nutrition, all that water into, so it'll grow pretty quickly probably. I know it's very dry okay. right now, so you're going to have to add supplemental water. But it'll it'll push pretty fast if you can if you can get rid of all the ones you don't want. Okay, that's great news. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Thanks for the call. Take care. All right, we go to uh, Brian in Abilene. Brian, this is Neil. Good morning. All right, I guess he just hung up altogether. Brian was listening on the radio and and having all kinds of trouble hearing us, uh, according to uh, Jared. And, And so, Brian, call back if you can get a good connection somewhere. I'd love to talk to you about your plum trees, but but I need to be able to talk to you. So I'm sorry that the connection just didn't hold together for us. Let's go to Randy and Lamisa. Randy, this is Neil. Good morning. Morning, Neil. How are you, sir? I'm well, thank you, sir. Awesome. I'm uh, got a question. Sure, surely everybody else has the same question. Um, I'm dealing with high energy bills. Uh, I was wondering what are your suggestions on maybe possibly putting some plants around the house or in front of windows or shrubberies? What, what, what would be your suggestions? Well, my suggestion would be to use shade trees out away from the house far enough that they don't do damage to the foundation and to uh, plumbing lines and get up into power lines, et cetera, et cetera that can shade the roof and the windows. I would not have shrubs that would shroud the windows. You don't want that because there are times of the year that you want to be able to see out. Um, right. you, can, you can do some good things with window treatments and other things internally uh, that will give you a nice, neat, tidy uh, effect and won't make your house look like it's uh, uh, overgrown. Uh, there will be a time probably that you want to sell your house, and, and if it's completely covered up with shrubs and vines, uh, people won't find that attractive. And so that that would be my recommendation, much as I'd like you to use shrubs. So I think a couple of really strategically planned and planted uh, shade trees would serve you very well. I would go with quality trees. Don't go for fast growth. That's the temptation in a time like this. Uh, let me Let me explain. You go with a, a fast-growing tree, and let me think of one that a lot of people like and 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 use. I'll, I'll use two. They're they're almost interchangeable: fruitless mulberries and silver maples. 
Both of those have life expectancies of 20 or 25 years. Uh, they, they grow quickly. So I will call them my 65-mile-an-hour trees. That's just a that's that's for purpose of comparison, and and I think it will serve us well. But they live twenty five years, we'll say, or maybe thirty. If you get one that's forty years old, you've beaten the odds with it. There are some that will live that long, but there also are a lot of them that live ten years and then die from cotton root rot or some other problem. All right, now let's compare that with a Schumard red oak or a chinkapin oak or a bur oak or a cedar elm or pecan, or Chinese pistachio, or live oak. Live oaks are big, and they need to be a little farther away from the house because they spread. But uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of two of those trees, especially, and that would be chinkapin oak and uh, uh, Schumard red oak. Let's say that you plant one of those uh, 25 feet away from your house, uh, maybe 30 feet if it's a, a two-story house, but somewhere in that range, 25 to 30 feet away. It's going to grow 45 miles an hour, and it's going to live 150 years. And during those 150 years, it's going to give you very few, if any, problems. It's not going to have insect and disease problems like the like the silver maple and the fruitless mulberries. And it's going to be a beautiful tree that will add a huge amount of value to the resale value of your property. And so that's the that's the, the difference. It does not take any more care. It doesn't require any more water or fertilizer. In fact, it may be more drought tolerant than uh, the fruitless mulberries and the silver maples. It will take less water overall, either either of the two oaks that I mentioned. So that's why I try to get people to go with a better quality tree and then uh, maybe spend a little more on that tree by buying a larger one. They'll be light years ahead if they do that. So that's what I would do. Perfect. Sounds awesome. All right, uh, just one more thing. I just wanted to tell you how sorry I am to hear about Ted. Uh, Ted, I read it in your newsletter this week, so we'll just remember Thank him this you. week. Ted, uh, I'll explain to it. Thank you for that, and thanks for reading it in the newsletter. Um, folks, I am broadcasting over a microphone setup that Ted Nichols Payne provided, uh, set up for me, told me what to buy, and came right here to my office to help me construct this. He didn't help me. He did it. And uh, he brought, he was the chief engineer for all of the Texas Rangers broadcasts. If you're at a station that carries the Rangers, Ted did the Rangers broadcasts for 30 years. He was behind the scenes, right beside Eric Nadell, right beside Brad Sham on the Cowboys broadcasts, and right beside me on many remotes that I did uh, over 30 years. So a dear friend, he was to be with our son Todd and his wife Jen at Cowboys training camp in Los Angeles next week. Todd and Jen live in Los Angeles. And you can see what I wrote if you go to neilsperry.com and, and click on eGardens. It's there. It's archived. It'll be there for a couple weeks. Ted was funny beyond words and self-effacing and never unhappy and never pretentious and always sweet and caring, and always doing for somebody else. It's just his nature. And he got out of his car at the ballpark in Arlington on Sunday morning to go do the radio broadcast, and then slumped back into the car. They found him, and Todd called me within two hours to tell me. So it's been a tough week. 
his memorial service will be Wednesday, and and the the girls, his three girls, have sent a note. Um, let's see, I have it. I'm gonna read this to you. Let me get to it. So I know right where it is. It uh, says, I've had a lot of correspondence with my son, Todd, in the meanwhile, so i got to scroll a little bit. But it's just, it's so fitting. It's the dress code for the memorial service. It's uh, help us celebrate the life of a cool dude. My dad's memorial will be next Wednesday. Uh, in Dallas. I would love to see as many people possible there, but I understand some people not be able to join us due to distance or travel. Help us uh, with this. We will try to live stream it. For those of you who can make it, we encourage you to wear bright colors, crazy patterns, Disney gear, anything you think would make Dad smile. My sisters and I will be wearing the clothes our dad loved the most, whether they match or not. There will be a reception with uh, uh, food provided, a brand, uh, in honor of Dad. We hope to see you there. And that's his kids two days after they lost him. It's just a grateful family. Thank you. Thank you, Randy. Yes, sir. You bless, you. bless you, Neil. You have a good day, sir. Thank you. Appreciate that. Folks, I have all three lines open right now. And uh, I don't know if I have a recording of Ted anywhere. I'll find one sometime. Um, but anyway, you can see Ted. You can see Ted with me. Um, and uh, you can see <laughs> some of the things he helped me with because I did some dumb things, um, at neilsperry.com, eGardens. Um, I'm going to tell you about eGardens right now, in fact, uh, and I need some phone calls. I'm out of phone calls completely. It's uh, 888-256-1080, 888-256-1080. Neil Sperry's eGardens is my free electronic newsletter. It's almost always just five stories on horticulture. That one was an exception. I just couldn't go through without acknowledging somebody who I just had ultimate respect for. But anyway, generally, there's always a featured plant of the week. There's always a question of the week. Now it's uh, the Q&A section, which is really expanded, and it's really going over well. Gardening this weekend, where I point out the things you need to do now. And we have a couple of uh, uh, authors who write for us once a month. One of them is Diane Sitton, who did a great story on sundials. And another is Stephen Chambly, who uh, will write this week and write about. It's another one of those wonderful people with just a great sense of humor. So if you're not already signed up for eGardens, I hope you will. It's free and it always will be. It comes directly from my computer right here to my office where Gretchen puts it together and then we send it out via constant contact. You'll never get spammed. I'll never give or sell your email address to anybody. So it's just eGardens. You sign up for it, and that's what you get. Thursday, right after 6 p.m., people tell me that they really enjoy eGardens, just as Randy just did. So I hope you'll I hope you'll subscribe. We have 80,000 subscribers. I've been doing it 80 year, uh, 80, 18 years. That's a little more reasonable. 18 years, and get so many nice comments. Neil Sperry's eGardens at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. More after these messages. Thank you, Kelly, very, very much. I think you have now figured out why I'm struggling a little bit this week and this day, so really would appreciate some calls. Uh, 888-256-1080. We have Julie in Houston. I'll go to her in just a moment, but I really would like to ask your 
help in, in providing some phone calls right now. 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. Call now, please. One more time, 888-256-1080. Let's talk about your plants. Julie, this is Neil. Good, uh, good morning. How can I help you? Hi, good morning. I needed some help. <laughs> I've got um, two water oak trees in Houston and also in Brenham. And the water oaks in Houston were planted probably like in 1983 at our house before we owned it. And so I was curious, how long do the water oaks, I mean, I read online they're 50-year type trees. But can they live no, a lot longer than that, or no? They can live much longer than that. Yeah, any of oh, the oaks, good. post oaks are the post oaks are the uh, probably the shortest lived of all the trees of all the oaks, and uh, the water oaks are uh, certainly going to. It, it, Julie, it all depends on the care that they get, and any uh, abnormalities. A lightning strike will take a tree out in a hurry. So that, uh, but you yeah. know, under normal circumstances, they will live a, a good while. I would say 100 to 125 years without any problem. Um, but oh, that is barring good. any kind of grade changes or drainage pattern changes, things of that sort. Well, and the second question I have, I planted a peach tree up in Brenham, and we're only here periodically. But one thing we had, it's just like maybe um, two years old, and we think that a coon caught, crawled up it and broke the whole top of the peach tree off (laughs) Mm -hmm. and trying to get the fruit because I'm sure it was hungry and wanted something with fluid but Mm -hmm. um, because it's been so dry. But we cut it off just a little bit below the total break of the the trunk. And so my question is, is there something you suggest that I should feed it to help it? During this hot time we've got, we come up to water it and take care of it. But I was curious if I should feed it anything, you know, like vitamins, maybe not fertilized, you know, uh, stuff. But any suggestion you have would be great. Thank you. No, 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 uh, no. Whoa. I, is she still there? I guess she's not, not yeah. there. Oh, you are. Good. Uh, Vitamins are, I don't know what vitamins a tree uses. Uh, The vitamins a tree needs are the the nutrients, nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium, and the minor elements. But, but Julie, this is not a lack of vitamins, of uh, nutrients at this point. It needs water, and it just needs time. Uh, you need to make sure that the cut that you made is a good, smooth cut that, that is right adjacent to another branch. And hopefully to a branch that makes sense so that when it starts to grow, uh, that branch can become the dominant uh, scaffold branch. It's, it's really hard to describe or, or, or give you any good leadership on this uh, tree without seeing the tree because I don't know exactly how it broke. But, but you want three or four major limbs at, uh, in the range of 22 to 24 inches off the ground and spread around the trunk evenly. And uh, so that's your goal, and, and if this in any way approaches that, then that would be great. They, they, the closer they can come to 90-degree angles, uh, right angles parallel to the ground, the better it is for the tree because they're stronger that way. If you have a peach tree that has branches that go up and kind of fork out uh, like they're shooting off to the stars, 
then that's going to be a very weak peach and uh, peach tree. And, and when animals climb or when the weight of the fruit uh, adds up, it's going to break the branches, and you don't want that. That's why we prune to a scaffold branch system. So any pruning that you have done and will do in the immediate future should be to try to develop that scaffold branch system. Otherwise, just keep it watered and, um, and, and let it reestablish itself as a, as a, a peach tree, and it'll be fine. You would fertilize it next spring as it starts to grow. I wouldn't encourage a lot of rapid growth the balance of this year because of the hot, dry weather and because of the uh, very major injury it sustained. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Neil, for all your help. Absolutely. I'm glad you called. Have a great day. All right. Uh, let's see where I am time-wise. I better get another break in here, and then we'll come back and go to John in Bryan and Janice in College Station. We're going to stay right in that general area, and that's a good place to be, nice place. Let me tell you about my book, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. All of the uh, the uh, scaffold branching of peaches and plums I describe in that uh, in that chapter, the fruit chapter. Uh, the next to the last chapter of the book, there are 11 chapters. Chapter 1, The Basics of Gardening in Texas. Chapter 2, that 48-page calendar that tells you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants you're trying to grow. It's four pages per month. They tell you, for example, everything you need to get done during July and then August, so you get the picture. Uh, then uh, Chapter 3 is a comprehensive chapter on trees, and then one on shrubs, and then vines and ground covers, annuals and perennials, lawns and vegetables. All of that totals 840 of my photographs and 344 pages of high-quality paper and printed in San Antonio and a hardback book. Everything about this book spells that it will be a very high-quality, long-lasting book for you. And uh, you would think it would cost $50, $55. But because I chose not to put it in stores and not to put it on Amazon, I'm able to keep the price much lower. And I've even dropped the price even lower to $32.95 for the summer special to help beat back inflation. This inflation thing is just ridiculous. And I'm still able to make a dollar or two on the book, and I'm happy to give you a savings as well. $32.95 while supplies last at that price. That's the fifth printing, and as as they sell down, then the price will have to go up for the sixth printing. And uh, But $32.95, satisfaction guaranteed, and you'll be getting a signed copy. I'll be signing tomorrow night and Monday. I take them to the post office on Tuesdays. This is a... This is a self-published book, and I am the self who gets to deliver the books. So here are the two ways you can order it, since it's not in stores and not on Amazon. You order it either from my office, Monday through Friday, by calling 800-752-GROW, G-R-O-W, 800-752-4769. Or the better way, by far, is to order it right now at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. More after these messages. All right, Kelly, thank you very much. Let's go to John in Bryan. John, this is Neil. Good morning. Neil, uh, we have a 60-foot uh, post oak with the trunk that has a diameter about a foot and a half, a little larger. The foliage, everything looks healthy except for the last several months we've noticed the bark 
on the lower portion of the trunk looks like it's detaching in a large section and we're a little concerned that something really bad's happening but we have not called an arborist what do you recommend all right well you would want a certified arborist i'll get that out of the way first and there are plenty of them in college station at a and m problem is i don't know how many of them will hire out as consulting arborists uh, what you want is a, but you need a certified arborist. If you go to the International Society of Arboriculture, ISA, uh, there is a find it uh, 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 dot on that that is for find a certified arborist. And you enter your zip code and it'll tell you all the ones that are there. The problem is uh, it will identify... I'm just going to pick a number. I don't know how many will show up for you, but it may show you 28 of them, and uh, 23 of them may be full-time teaching professors or Texas Forest Service people, and they may not be allowed to do that kind of work. I don't know. But you'll have to sort through that. But there, I know there have to be some who can, and there will be some in, in, uh, in full-time business of, uh, of running tree companies, and that's the person you want to find. They can come out and look. This may be what's called radial shake, R-A-D-I-A-L, shake, which happened in February of 2021. It happened to a lot of oaks and some other species, but especially oaks, most especially live oaks, but it did impact some post oaks. In the case of the live oaks, I've had a lot more experience with live oaks uh, being hit by it. The damage showed up really quickly. And uh, the severe damage uh, was was very evident quickly enough that uh, 16 months later, 17 months later now, uh, I think you would know, and I don't believe the tree would look as healthy as you're describing. So I think that is at least cause for hope. Uh, if any of that bark has come loose, don't pull, don't, don't help it. But if you can see any uh, spots where you can see inside with a flashlight or anything, see if new bark is forming. And if it is, that's a good sign. Um, that, that would be one thing the arborist would look for. Um, is it on one side of the trunk or all the way around? It is, it is on one side. And thank you also. Just already you've been very helpful. Thank you. Well, that's a starting point. Um, if, uh, if on that one side, if you look up into the tree from a distance, you, you go up to the trunk, you say, all right, southwest side is coming loose. I'm walking back 30 paces. I'm going to look up in southwest side of the canopy. And if that side looks just as good as the southeast side, you're going to say, okay, well, it doesn't seem to be impacting anything up there. Then that's a good sign. Right inside the bark is a tissue called the phloem. Uh, and, and that's a tissue that carries the nutrients from the, 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 uh, not nutrients, but the manufactured sugars from the leaves down to the roots. And when the bark comes off force, uh, forcefully, uh, in an injury of some sort, like a, uh, something bangs into it, then the roots are injured because the supply line from the leaves is cut off. And if that's not happening, then that's another good sign. So these are all things that you want to look at. So bark coming off is a normal occurrence on trees. It's just that we are panicking now because we're seeing it and we didn't pay attention to it before. So I'd get an arborist on site to look at it. Uh, don't peel any of it back. Just take good care of the tree, which in the case of a post oak means don't even look at it. <laughs> they hate us. 
don't right, don't right. put don't don't put any fertilizer on. It's okay to water it as dry as it's been, but don't do anything heroic, and uh, let the arborist take the look. I think that's the best thing I can suggest. Yeah, I think you nailed it because the canopy looks really good. And actually, I was embarrassed to say it, but we first noticed the damage in twenty one. So. You well, know, it may be recovering. But, it may be recovering. Then that's that's you don't have to be embarrassed, and that may be well, can- uh, may be evidence that it's getting better. So anyway, and the canopy looks great. We it's one of our favorite trees. It is a beautiful tree. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Have a great day, Janice and Jack. I know you're there, and I'm going to try my best to help you. Let me get an ad out of the way. I'll do a short version of the first one. It's my website ad. You go to neilsperry.com to buy my book, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Of the 75,000 copies that I have sold, I think, uh, boy, I'll bet 60,000 have sold from that exact spot. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. You can also call my office if you prefer at 800-752-GROW. But the website is where you can buy it, and it's the easiest place. Website's also where you sign up for eGardens, my electronic newsletter, and it's also where you see my 1001 Frequently Asked Questions. Those are things you can find at neilsperry.com, as well as all the uh, uh, information on St. Augustine Diagnostics. So keep that in mind, neilsperry.com. There's a lot of talk these days about Made in America. You hear it everywhere. Let me tell you about something that's been made in America for 90 years. That's Mueller, metal roofing, Mueller steel buildings. Made right here by people who care about quality of both materials and workmanship. Whether it's a metal roof for your home or a custom steel building or even a shed or a greenhouse for the backyard, Mueller means quality. Mueller has four manufacturing facilities right here in the good old USA and with 33 branches for sales and service, there's a Mueller location near you. When you choose Mueller for metal buildings or roofing, you're choosing the best quality products to protect your family and your property. And you're supporting local jobs and local families. These are ordinary, hardworking people who are proud to provide a product that's made right here in America. A company that's been around 90 years is doing things right, and that's certainly the case with Mueller. Visit MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com, or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER, 877-268-3553. Mueller, made in America and made to last. More after this message. All right, thank you very, very much. Let's go to Janice in College Station. Janice, it's Neil. Good morning. All right, let's go to Jack in Corpus Christi. Whoa, kill that one. Thank you. Let's go to Jack in Corpus Christi. Jack, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. First of all, let me uh, offer my condolences to a fine broadcaster and good man. Everything I've heard of Thank you. He uh, was wonderful. Yeah. So my question is, Dave, I started a Haas avocado seedling. Passed that about three months. And I've got a little root, about a half inch long on the bottom of it. A little bitty sprout up where the seed split. And this thing, it's about all done. It's still growing, but how long does that usually take? You know? Where do you where do you have it growing? Is it in water or is it in soil? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I had it. I had it. Uh, I got it in a glass. 
where he did fix it, you know, to keep that water level. Well, it needs to go. Yeah, you need to get it into a uh, into a pot with potting soil. It's it it's going to do well in soil. Just have half a minute. Uh, grow it in at least a one gallon pot for a few months. It'll need to be up potted into into a larger container. Um, and where you are, you can put it out on the patio and enjoy it for a good while, and and uh, just bring it in when it's going to freeze. Um, you could even try growing it in the ground, but it it will freeze, so you'll have to be protective of it that way. But but uh, get it out of the water. It has to be out of the water. I got to run. Hey everybody, thanks for listening, Jared. Thanks for helping. Happy gardening.